Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Two and One Golf Podcast. Wait, one uh, second. Can you just bring that in with just a smidge no. more energy? No. Just then you bring it in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The Players' Championship has concluded. Scotty Scheffler is your winner. Back to world number one. No Mike this week, unfortunately, and what a bad week for him to not be here as Scotty Scheffler was his pick this week. Was this the first pick that someone's had that's actually won Sterling, or have we had one before? No, Mike has picked multiple winners before. Like actually have won? The, okay, well, yeah. so Mike's got the hot hand right now. Scotty Scheffler wins the Players' Championship. Sterling, what are your thoughts? Slightly disappointed. Um, obviously, I was, I was what? I mean, I was rooting for Menwu. All right. Um, if you're a fan of this show, if you listen to this show, you should have been rooting for Menwu as well. Um, you know, definitely didn't expect this kind of week from him. But, you know, Scotty Scheffler was the best player to make the cut. Rory, John Rahm. MIA. Um, it was Scotty's tournament to lose on Saturday, um, and he won. So, congratulations to him, world number one. I know I made some comments earlier, uh, or I guess late last year on a couple of podcasts ago, like who is Scotty Scheffler? I forgot he's on tour. Uh, he's back. He's on fire. It's definitely a two horse race between him and John Rahm. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to Scotty Scheffler and Meredith Scheffler. Big paycheck. <laughs> Big, was it 4.5, right? I thought it was bigger than that for sure. Okay. Well, we I know it had a four in front of it. So I'm um, going to do things a little bit different this week. I am not feeling 100%. Not sure if you can hear that or not. So we're going to ask Sterling some questions. Um, some are comments. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of you know his his thoughts on Scotty Scheffler. He kind of already answered one of my questions, but definitely some some thoughts on the Players' Championship and I guess Min Wu's future at this point. And then after that, Sterling's got a great interview with John Reynolds, who's been on tour for the last, how, how many weeks, Sterling? Uh, so he, I don't know, he goes off and on. Um, so the last month and a half has been pretty crazy for him. Basically did the entire West Coast swing. Uh, so we'll hear about that. And I believe he's going to be at the Valspar this week. Busy, busy man. So I want to go ahead and get right into it. Sterling, your first question, what are your thoughts on Minwoo's week as a whole? I know Thursday he comes out and, you know, I got to say emotions are high, right? I mean, we're definitely starting to feel it a little bit going into the weekend, a little bit of a collapse on on Sunday. But overall, what are your thoughts on this week? I think there's two ways you can look at it. Uh, you can look at it as he was in the final group on Sunday, two back behind the second best player in the world. And he didn't get it done. Um, some might say he he choked, made triple, made double. Uh, just couldn't keep pace with Scotty Scheffler, which, you know, for Minwoo being the 50th ranked player in the world and Scotty being the second ranked player, can't really hold it against him. Uh, the other way you can look at it is you can say, all right, hey, Minwoo, you know, it's Wednesday at the players. You're going to get a top five. Right now, how how great does that sound? And then we'll be like, at the end of this week, you're going to be, I'm sorry, he finished T6. At the end of this week, you're going to be tied for sixth of the Players' Championship. I think he would take that. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um, very happy with how he played. Got a lot of coverage. Got his name out there. Um, I think his fan base definitely grew this week. So trying to stay positive, I think, moving forward, didn't get – the PGA Tour card, or this the what do they call it? Like the um, the temporary card for finishing the top four. Um, but I think he's heading in the right direction. A lot of top twenty five finishes in the last few weeks, and uh, we'll see him at see him at Augusta. 
Yeah, so moved up five spots this week, moves him up to uh, 45 in the world. I was kind of surprised when I looked at that he wasn't higher. Is that kind of surprising to you too? I, I'm just wondering where the official World Golf ranking people watching because no, it doesn't surprise me if they were watching on Sunday. <laughs> but the way he played, I don't know if that goes into effect. It definitely doesn't. It's all based on your finish. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised he only moved up five spots because, you know, the players, I know it wasn't a great field this week. They've had better fields um, this season as well in the past with the players. So the, the strength of field was good. I thought he would have moved up more based on that. But um, yeah, only only five spots. I'm pretty surprised. Yeah, and you were you were kind of mentioning his fan base. I definitely heard a lot of chants of woo out there. So um if you didn't know know his name before, I'm sure you, you do now if you watch this week. So really kind of following up to that, can can he build on this and continue to have some really strong play, be kind of a a permanent member on the PGA tour? Or does Sunday kind of maybe throw a little more doubt in his mind and kind of lead to, uh, I don't know, lead to a slide, I guess. Um, No, I think this is a good thing for his career. Um, finished with birdies on 16 and 17. Didn't get the round back on track, but it finished on a little bit of a high note for him to be in the final group at the players, the fifth major. Uh, I think... It's gonna. I think it's gonna do. It's gonna be more beneficial than harm for for Minwoo. So I think, you know, hopefully at the end of the season he can get his PGA Tour card. I think he needs to. I don't know if he needs to win on the PGA Tour or just get you know higher finishes. It'd be great to see him on a, a week in week out basis. Yeah, I mean it. It would be it would be great if he, if he was kind of became a permanent member of the PGA Tour. I know you would enjoy that. It's. Like I said, it does sound like he's got some fans out there now. So, one thing I will say, um, and they kind of caught themselves. I don't, I, I don't know the the, the broadcasters um, very well. I know you know them a little bit better than I do. On the second hole, I believe Minwoo hit it to the right rough and got some relief from a sprinkler head or a drain. And the announcer goes back over to see who came at two. I was like, oh, that's a tough look. That's a tough one. And they, he was trying to correct himself, but then another announcer was already going through like why he was getting a ruling, so he never really got it out. Um, but and they, they also, I don't know if you saw them chanting on 17. They were doing the men, woo, shaking that. And I don't know if did you see that. I didn't see that. I just heard them chanting woo out there, especially after a shot into the green. So, uh, But they used that same chant for see woo. Uh, I believe three years ago in the President's Cup. Uh, yep. So I don't know. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so you really kind of already answered my question uh, that I had about Scotty Scheffler. You said you were kind of critical of him, but what are your thoughts now? You said that he is back. So if that's where your stance is now, do you believe Scotty's just getting in form for the year or will he start to kind of slide a little bit? I wouldn't call it a slide. So the waste management was a month ago. So this gives him two wins in the last month, six wins in the last year and a couple months. Um, I don't think he will continue to win at this clip at this rate. I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up another win this year, if it was a major or just another PGA tour event. Uh, I think he's got one more win uh, in the bag for this year. But I think John Rahm is still our player of the year um, just for right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I, th- I saw something, I think it was on Twitter, and it was like the too early too early to tell player of the year. Um, and obviously John Rahm was was one of the choices. Scotty Scheffler was another. And I think right now, if if you got to pick anybody, you got to go John Rahm. So um, you said you think he has one more win this year. Do you think that win comes at Augusta and he goes back-to-back? No, I think it won't be at Augusta. Just with all the duties that he'll have leading up to that week, you know, the champions dinner, um, the interview. I think it's going to be a little much. Uh, it's very hard to defend. I know he did it earlier this year at Waste Management, but it's a little bit different at Augusta. I think you have 
uh, more duties during the week as a past champion. So I think that's going to have most of his attention. I don't think it'll all be on his game. Uh, so I don't see him winning at Augusta this year. All right. Um, thoughts on Rory's game this year? Obviously, we we've seen Rory, you know, have some have some really strong success. You had a, a really early prediction last week that it was going to be Rory and Rom coming down eighteen in a tie. Rory was going to finish Rom off, and neither one of them are there. Obviously, John Rom withdrew due to an illness, but Rory McIlroy missed the cut um, by a decent amount. I think he cut line was moved to two, and mm-hmm. I think he was at five, if I remember correctly. So what are your what are your thoughts on Rory's game this week? Rory when he when even with this B game, Rory is really good. Um with the swing like Rory, I don't know. We we've heard him make comments about the stealth too. It took him forever to put it in the bag, finally put it in the bag, hasn't really um hit many fairways with the stealth too and obviously on the pga tour when you're not hitting fairways it's going to be very difficult to score if you can't score obviously you're not going to win um rory this year has had a solid he's he's played he's played well he's number three in the world um but he's got to figure out something with adrian or strati or someone from the taylor mate team what's going on with the stealth too why can't he see the numbers that he's accustomed to um, cause once Rory starts finding fairways, right, the, the floodgates could open, but you know, like I said, this week, I don't know what he was uh, as far as fairway percentage, but I'm assuming it was pretty low. The rough was pretty high this week. Um, uh, wind was up, so just a, a bad recipe there for Rory McIlroy. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree uh, about the driver. There were some comments that were made of, around it, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where. You know, Rory has has an issue with it, and then Scotty goes out and wins with it. Colin Morikawa obviously has an issue with it. He's gone back to just the original sim, right? I don't even think it's a sim two. I think it's the original sim that he has in the bag. So, obviously, some some mixed feelings about it. I think we were talking uh, maybe yesterday or day before, and you were like, you know, it's everything's different because I was asking like, why not just change the shaft if that's an issue, or maybe move some of the head rate head weight around, add some more weight to it. And you're like, well, he's probably really likes his shaft. So that's probably not an option for him. And, you know, you can only do so much if he's not getting the spin numbers he wants out of it. So obviously it's different for every player, but um, not, not a, I guess, a great look for Rory Bean. I, I wouldn't, I, would you say he's the face? I mean, Scotty Scheffler is world number one, one with the the stealth two this week at the players. I still got to, got to say Rory's the face though of the brand. I would go Tiger in, in front of Rory. Okay, but someone who's who's kind of having to play the clubs week in and week out. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, Scotty's got it in the bag, but Rory's not happy with it. More cow has already moved on to or moved back to the sim, but it seems like they're they're not really giving Rory the maybe the option to move away from it. And I'm asking, do you think that's just because he's the face and you know he's got his forgiveness commercials? So <laughs> I mean. He's not got a, the commercials. Not a great look. He's got the commercials, but you know when he was playing really well at the, uh, at the start of the season, like he had the stealth in the bag, and they let him play that for a while. He maybe he thought he found something in the stealth too uh, the last few weeks when he put it in, but I don't know. He definitely hasn't found it now. Um, so I don't know. I don't. Does he have to play the stealth too? Like, can he go back? I know Taylor me would prefer to him to play the stealth too, but I don't know if I'm Rory. I'm, I'm keeping that stealth very, uh, very close. It's yeah, especially since you know the Masters is coming up. I would want to go into the Masters, you know that being that being a major that you need. Uh, I would want to go in with the most confidence in my bag. So, I mean, does it mean more? Like this is this is me talking out loud, kind of a question for TaylorMade. Does it mean more to see the t- the stealth two in Rory's hands, or does it mean more? for Rory to win majors and get back to his winning ways, because I think you still sell a lot of clubs with Rory, just winning in general, not necessarily with the stealth too, but just winning in general. I think they sell more clubs with him playing average with the stealth too. Yeah. Okay. If he wins, he's in the spotlight. If he's in the spotlight and he's winning with the stealth, 
That's what people are talking about. Rory McIlroy wins with stealth, not stealth two. Like, what's going on with the stealth two? Why hasn't he put it in play? Do you think it would have been the same thing if Morikawa won this week playing the sim? Or is it just yes. because it's Rory? Uh, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal if it was Colin. Because okay. Colin's not going to wow you with his driver. No, that's it's not, not really something game. That you noticed. Did you notice he was playing the sim two at the start of the week? No, I didn't notice it until I think um, I think someone screen grabbed it on Twitter. I believe I saw that there was some that he had put it back in the bag. Right. So when you think of Colin Morikawa, you don't think about you know, oh wow, he's driving it so far. He's I mean, you do think about his accuracy, but you don't really notice what kind of driver he's using. Yeah, I mean, like I when think... Rory steps on the tee, like you pay attention. Yeah, and I think it's because Colin Morikawa is known as more of an iron player. Right. That's yeah. what everyone talks about. Just a pure ball striker. Whereas Rory yeah. is like just getting up there and absolutely mashing the ball. So I get where you're where you're coming with that. But kind of moving on from from Rory's driver issues. Obviously, 17, the big focus of the week. What's the best shot you saw on 17? Mm, we had three hole in ones. Yep. I guess I have to pick from from one of those. I'm gonna go. With Aaron Rye. Okay. I'm only going to take him because of his story and like his background. Like, where's the two gloves? Mm-hmm. Has the iron covers? Sponsored by, is it me and my golf? Yes. Yep. So, very unconventional guy. Like, who wears two gloves anymore? Who has iron covers? Like, people get bullied for yeah. having iron covers, but he's out there, you know, making hole in ones. Do you know where we finished? Uh, it was it was top five, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I didn't. I know he kind of faded on Sunday. I wasn't sure how far back he uh he ended up. But like I said, he's proven he's proving people. You know, you can play well with iron covers and two gloves on. It's not about you know what you have. It's about how you're playing. So I I agree. Let me actually look real quick. That guy Madison, welcome back. Even oh. even in illness. Yeah, you got. I mean, you got to do your due diligence, right? He actually finished uh, T nineteen. Didn't have a great uh, fourth <laughs> round. He fin- he finished three over. But... It was top five, right? <laughs> I guess yeah, that's my okay. answer to everything. Top five. Um, yeah. All right. So, what's the worst shot you saw this week on seventeen? Hmm. I'm gonna go Menwoo Saturday. I think Saturday's pin was very accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, coming down the stretch, felt that pressure. Everyone was hitting it pretty much tight. Everyone had really good birdie looks inside 10 feet. He has a wedge in hand. And at that point of the round on Saturday, you could tell he was getting a little nervy, um, kind of blocking wedges out to the right, not really controlling the distance too well. Um, so I'll go with Minwoo. I know it didn't go in the water. There's so many golf balls that in the water. This week, but I'll, I'll take maybe Tommy Fleetwood. Did he go back to back balls in the water on Sunday? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. So I was thinking about it. Mine and this, I thought you would have said this one because I know this is another one of your favorite players. Mine would have been Justin Rose on 17 on Sunday. He's coming down the stretch. So he, he finishes T6, right? Coming down the stretch and flies the green on 17 ends up making a five there. So you think, you know, Justin Rose really trying to get back and, and find his form. I mean, kind of a missed opportunity there. I think. I wouldn't call it a missed opportunity. I mean, it's tough hitting first That's on 17. Mm-hmm. So I can't, you know, I, I can't say that was the worst shot. He definitely helped out his playing partner, even though his playing partner also hit it in the water. Yeah, back um, to back on that one was rough. But yeah, they're they're feeling different wind on the tee, but then obviously above the grandstand, it's blowing a completely different direction. So it's it's tough going first on on seventeen. Yeah. Um, were you surprised at the names uh, on the leaderboard going into Sunday? I guess the more of the names in contention. Yeah, I'm trying to think now, and maybe you can pull up the leaderboard for me because I don't have it in front of me. I'm just going to list off some names that we would typically see at the top of the leaderboard on a Sunday at a, at a championship like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? Yep. Justin Thomas. 
Mm, not there. Well, I just where is he at? Where did he finish? Um, oh. Justin Thomas finished T sixty. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know Jordan Spieth had a little bit better of a week. What did he, what did he finish? He finished T nineteen. Okay. Uh, let's go, Patrick Cantlay. Uh, T nineteen as well. And obviously, we know Rory, John Rahm, not there on the weekend. Let me throw one more name. Let me think. Let me think. Obviously, Tiger Woods didn't play this week. Let me go. I'll go with one that was actually there, and we'll go Max Homa, another hot yep. player um, yep. so far this year. Where did he finish? T6. Yeah. yeah. So really the only big name besides Scotty Scheffler inside the top 15, would you say? Um. Yeah, well, you had Colin Morikawa that finished T13 this week. But other than that, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'd say. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the only thing that really held this championship back is the lack of big names coming down the stretch on Sunday. Um, and no one really put any pressure on Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. So, uh, did so, the wind ever come? They were talking about how the wind was going to pick up with these guys coming down the stretch. I know it was blowing around 15, 17 mile an hour, uh, but I feel like it wasn't really a factor. It did after... Um, uh, Tyrrell finished his round. It started to pick up like as he was finishing and then it looked like it kind of mellowed out, but they were saying that it was supposed to pick up, but I mean, it didn't seem like any of the players were struggling with the wind at all. Yeah. I love how they're like, all right, Tyrrell, like, uh, how, what, how long are you going to stick around for? And they're like, oh, well, the wind might pick up, so I have a chance here. At the time, I think he was only one back of Scotty, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as Scotty was like on 16, 17, and then Scotty blocks it way right on 18. They're like, how far down the road do you think uh, Terrell Hatton is? Yeah. <laughs> and someone was like, oh, he's, he probably left three hours ago. Yeah, I agree. I thought that um, was funny. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tom Hoagie setting a new course record? Probably the most surprising person to go out there and shoot a course record, 62? Yeah, so shot, shot 62. Did you see the players that shot or that have, have shot 63? I saw Colt Nost. He had the the record so far. He was watching it live while he was playing golf um, yeah. and watched his record fall. Who else? There's two other names that I thought they were interesting that had shot 63 of the players. Uh, wasn't Greg, was it? Greg Norman was. I don't know if it was 63, but he was on that list of names that they, they put up on the broadcast. I was thinking DJ okay. and Brooks Kepka. Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see those. A couple of lit guys. Yeah, a couple of are they still friends? Who who knows? I don't think they were ever friends, but I mean, it was all for show. Um, so were you surprised by Tom Hoagie setting the record or no? I mean, he's no, been playing some like pretty is, solid golf. This is what happens, right? I mean, kind of out of left field, a uh, you know middle of the pack player. I think he made the cut on the number, ended up sneaking inside the top. I don't know, top eight. Uh, but I feel like that's usually how it happens. You know, you're not expecting a guy to go out there and go super low. Finish Probably not going to happen. Go ahead. Fin- finish T3. Hey, finish T3 on Sunday. Yes. Tied with Victor Holland. Yeah. I was talking like, where did he finish? Where was he at on Saturday heading into Sunday? I think he was in like the third to last group. Maybe fourth to last. So. Yeah, he would have been eight under. Going into Sunday. So we talked earlier in the week. Obviously, I made my pick of Colin Morikawa. You sent me a clip where he said, I think I found something. And then proceeds to not, in fact, find anything. um, And slides down the leaderboard. Uh, Strokes gain putting. He was minus 2.5, 67 in the field. Do you think he can figure out the putter? I'm going to flip that question and, and and throw it on you. Like, why did you pick him at the start of the week? Really, it's accuracy. The I mean, TPC Sawgrass, you got to be accurate to play around there. We talked about how, how thick the rough was. So if you can find the fairways and be a good iron player. I mean, he was, I think, top two um, or at least top five in greens and regulation. I mean, super accurate off the tee. Just once he's there, just can't figure it out with the putter. So... I had thought a couple weeks off, you know, maybe 
figure some things out, obviously. Um, the putter, if you know that's the part of your game that you're the weakest at, I know that he's probably been out there grinding on it. So I was thinking that this might be a week, but obviously it was not. All right. Last question before we throw it over to my interview with John Reynolds. You have yes. on here Scotty Scheffler. How long does he hold world number one for? I'm going to say by the time we get to the PGA championship, he will no longer be rule number one. You think it's going to hold that long? Yes. Oh. I don't think Rory or John Rahm will win the Masters. I think maybe Rory figures it out with the Stealth 2 or he goes back to the Stealth. He might get a win before the PGA Championship, maybe a couple wins and get to the world number one. Um, I could also see John Rahm just winning any other PGA Tour event and getting back to world number one. So, yeah, my prediction is by the week of the PGA Championship, Scotty Chef will be world number two. Well, all right. I do have one more, and this might be one that you can discuss with uh, Mr. Reynolds as well. We know 17 is the highlight. Should 16 get more credit? Just something to ponder on. You don't have to answer right now. I'm going to answer right now. I'm going to say no. It's a par five. Okay. What's what's besides Augusta? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the most famous par five in the world? And there's a clear answer here. What's the clear answer? 18 at Pebble. But why? Oh. It's not because it's a par five. It's just it's the the last hole at Pebble Beach. I don't think par fives um, can get a whole lot of respect. It's, especially the way these guys play them. I don't know. They're always par fives are almost birdie holes every time. I think a tough par four or a really good scenic par three is is always the start of the show. All right. There you have it. What do you think? I think it should. I think it's, I'm not saying it should be crowned as one of the best par fives or, or anything on, on the PGA tour, but I'm just thinking on that golf course, it definitely should be elevated. Obviously 18 gets a lot of um, people talk about 18 a lot. That's a, a tough closing tee shot if you don't have a four shot lead like Scotty, where you can just blast it as far right as you can. But 16 really sets up 17. You're coming down the fairway. You're trying to decide, you know, are you, are you going for the green on this one? Are you laying up? What are you doing? Obviously water, right. But also just over that water is 17. You've got the crowds there. You're kind of watching. I'm sure they're probably peeking a little bit at the wind to see what's going on. I mean, I think there's some other factors there as well, but I think that is really sets up the closing stretch of, of TP, TPC Sawgrass. Well, Madison, we hope you, uh, you feel better. Hopefully we hear from you next week. Um, we're going to throw it over to John Reynolds. Enjoy. We are here with John Reynolds. Welcome back to the show, John. How you doing? Good. How are we doing? Can't complain. I'm doing great. Uh, unfortunately, Mike and Madison couldn't join us for this interview, but I appreciate you joining us. Um, I just want you to to take us through, you know, your last about month and a half. Um, maybe also remind the people where you where you work, what you do, and then just take us to the last month and a half of of your job. Yeah, so I'm with uh, TrackMan um, now. Anytime you see a tracer on TV, that's us, um, which is pretty cool. We take it over all the networks, ESPN Plus, CBS, NBC. Uh, every time you see a tracer or any type of data that they're putting on TV, it's coming from us, um, setting up all the radars every single week. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool now that we're kind of in charge of all that stuff. it's They're starting to do so much with the data stuff on TV, like the predictable They've seen they've done it a little bit. Um, it's like all of our data, which is pretty cool um, to see. It's still they're trying to figure it out, but it's it's cool that all the stuff we're doing is literally like corresponding to what people are seeing on TV. Um, but no, yeah, I've I've been busy since. I guess I went out to Pebble whenever that was. Um, went on a three week stretch out there where I went Pebble, Waste, Genesis, um, Pebbles, Pebble. It's unreal. I wish they would make that place an elevated event. Um, I know it'd be hard with the Pro-Am. The Pro-Am's cool. You see all the celebrities, but, like, that was a Monday finish that week because the weather was just awful. Um, 
So like we packed up that Monday afternoon, got flights out Monday night, got into Phoenix Tuesday morning at like two thirty three a.m. and we had to get stuff set up for waste at like seven a.m. the next day because we had five guys at Pebble. So there's like three guys there on Monday, so they didn't get as much done. Um, and then waste is just, I mean, you see reports of it and you see it, but like seeing it in person is a whole another animal. Yeah, what was that atmosphere like with the Super Bowl being there? It was management. It was overwhelming with how many people I was just seeing. Well, I couldn't process how many, especially Saturday. I think they said they were pushing almost 300,000 people, which is like Mm -hmm. one of the biggest sporting events in the United States, like ever, one of the biggest weekends of all time. Um, But I mean, like, who's who a celebrity was there? Like, I mean, we saw Juan Soto and Bryce Harper were together. George Kittle was there. All their barstool guys, like uh, Portnoy, like everybody. I mean, like rapper. We saw Johnny Manziel. We saw like Bob Mennery. I mean, you saw like literally anybody and everybody was in Phoenix. That we, I left. Luckily, I left Super Bowl Sunday to go to Genesis. Um, but like on my flight to LA, Julian Edelman was like in the seat in front of me. <laughs> the old Patriots receiver. Um, but yeah, that place is, it's, yeah, it's, it's truly like, yeah, it was like, we, I got on, I went down to 16. I was down there moving a radar after Hadwin, I believe it was Saturday. Yeah. He was the last shot of the day and he stuck it to like two feet and they've been waiting all day to throw beer and they finally threw it on the green. And it was just like, Holy crap. Like, I mean, they were, it was like if they hit a good shot, they'd be extremely loud. But if you did not hit it on the green or even hit it semi close, they were booing the absolute living crap out of you. Yeah. And it was it was pretty wild. Um, like yeah, it's it was just that that weekend is like its own. Yeah, and with the Super Bowl being there, it was just times two to the max. I mean, it was it was nuts. And then yeah, seeing Tiger Genesis, that's like a whole that that place is just slapped in the middle of L.A. Like I mean. You would never guess it's there just in this neighborhood. And all of a sudden you just pull up and it's Riviera. Um, At first when I was there, I was like, oh, this place is kind of boring. But throughout the week, seeing it and seeing how the guys play, you're like, all right, now I understand why this place gets all the credit it does. Um, Yeah, it's just like a little muni, like smack in the middle of the hills of L.A. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty cool. And to see Tiger there and the elevated events have been – Got to go home for a week. Then I was at API a couple weeks ago, and um, yeah, the the tour's been hitting out of the park with the elevated events. I think it can't, couldn't have gone any better um, for them lately. I mean, not only are your big stars winning it, but you got a guy like Kitayama winning API, who's been through it all, and now doing that. Um, but you had the guys right there pushing him. Um, so yeah, it's. I think, and you even just being at the events, you, it has a big time different feel to it because everyone's there. Yeah. It's not like you just have like I think this week there's some guys here. Like, I think Fitzpatrick's here. I think Speed is here. I think a couple big guys are here, but it's not like full stacked crowd like it usually is. And so this will be my first like non elevated event in a while. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it is. But um, but yeah, the elevated events are. I mean, it's packed i mean friday through sunday it's it's pretty packed but it's yes yeah, I mean, that's what the tour wanted they wanted all their best players playing in these big events and i think it's only going to get better and get more competitive but it's good to see those kind of no names playing too and they're kind of like the men Lee. like he gained a whole new audience last week yeah. and a lot of like golf fans knew who he was but the casuals didn't really know who he is and I mean, the guy's got the mullet, the stash, the accent, like the tiger shoes. I mean, he's he's an easy guy that people are going to root for. The turtleneck. Yeah, the turtleneck. The, yeah, it's that guy, just his demeanor and the way he carries himself, people will gravitate to him quickly. And I think that's the cool thing about the elevated events, like these guys getting a chance and like the uh, Ashka kid getting the special exemption in Puerto Rico. Um, yes, yeah, I mean – Golf is in a really good spot right now. It's pretty cool to be kind of have a front row seat every week. Yeah. So with, with that being said, and, and they're trying to change, I guess they're going to change elevated events for 2024. Do you, do you think we see 
the same thing for 2024. Like you just said, 2023 has gone perfect so far for them. You have John Rahm, who has won two elevated events. Scotty Scheffler, who's won two. Kurt Kitayama, who's now won one. With them changing up the format a little bit in some of the courses, do you see it going the same way? I think so, because I think, like, we were talking about at API with Kitayama, how impressive it was that he pulled that out with all those big names around him. Even on the background, I don't think he was winning until, like, the very end. I think he was down, yeah. like, a couple holes left. And it's like those guys who are always at the top, the chef for Ron, Rory, JT, all those big guys, they've been in those, like, situations where there's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of money on the line. Um, and, like, those young guys are, like, obviously, Men Uli, like, he didn't have the Sunday he wanted. And it's like those guys are going to get the opportunities. But, like, I think they'll always have a chance for Kitayama or somebody like that to break through. I think it's kind of what they want because who knows what kind of star can be born from that type of stuff. I mean, it's it's still crazy to think the run Shuffler's on. I mean, yeah. like 20 months ago, no one really knew who he was. Yeah, I think like Tom Kim is another guy. Yeah, and he's kind before. of fallen off a little. Like, he hasn't played as well lately. But it's there's just so many good golfers at the end of the day. Like, like I heard you talking about Hoagie. Like I saw a thing where he was on 15 Sunday and he was like, yeah, he already finished yesterday. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's the, the guys are the best in the world. That's, we talk to the rules officials a lot. And it's like, I asked him like, what do you do at some of these courses? But it's cool. Like the elevator events, like Bay Hill, like nine under won it. And it's like, it's cool to see those guys struggle. And that like 17 at Bay Hill, the fact that he birdied that hole, to when I, I didn't realize he birdied that hole to take the lead. That is one of the most intimidating looking par threes I've ever seen mm -hmm. with the water in the front and the bunker just coming along the side. And it was like 220 into the wind. And like he had to birdie to win. And then 18 is not an easy hole either. So it's like they said that like it's, I, mean, I don't know what the score waste was, but even Riviera wasn't like crazy high. I think it was like 13, 14. Yeah. Minutes higher. I think the only super high one they've had, like Scotty, I think was seventeen. At waste, uh, the waste is an easy course. It's not like a that that setup. That place just gets the big buzz because of sixteen and all the yeah. people that come. Yeah, uh, uh, you don't cool. want to set up waste management too difficult. You don't want to see those guys struggle. No, all those fans people, there. You want? It's crazy. I mean, maybe there might have been four percent of people that actually knew what the heck was going on. I mean, it was. I had some friends. I. Some buddies that I knew from a while ago were out there. They they were on 16th Friday, and I caught up with them Saturday. And they were like, "Dude, it took it felt like it took years off my life." They're like, I, "We're dead." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." I mean, it's that, but that's like the one event that they'll have like that. It's some people don't like it. I mean, it's cool to have that one event. I mean, it's people are loud. You saw the guys streaking. Like it's, I mean, people are crazy. We saw just people like, and the cops like they're encouraged like. I mean, there's vendors walking around, like, making sure you have a drink in your hand. Mm -hmm. Like, they go out of their way to make sure people are drinking. And it's, I mean, like, it's it's fun to be around. But, I mean, for us, it's kind of obnoxious. Like, we can't get anywhere if we really need to go somewhere. Um, like, when we were setting up after 15T, we would drive all the way to 17T, park inside the ropes where we can get in, no one else can get in, and then just backtrack through 16 to get to 15 green because it's like, be 25 minutes for us to drive this way because there's just so many people right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the elevated events are awesome. I think they're only going to get better. Um, like, yeah, when you have all those guys, anybody can win it any week. And it's, uh, yeah, so I'll be here. I think the next elevated, I don't know if RBC, I don't, is RBC Heritage elevated? Uh, I'm not sure. I, it might be because that's a pretty, that's a good course. Um, I know I'm at Wells Fargo, Will Hollow. I know that's elevated. Um, mm -hmm. and I think I'll be not going to PGA. I think I'm going to US Open at LA Country Club, um, which will be cool. I'm excited about that. I've heard really good things about that, that place. But yeah, it's, um, let's see, RBC Heritage. Hurst, 20 million. Yep, so that's an elevated too. That'll be a cool wow. elevated event because usually, I know last year they didn't have like, yeah, a lot of big names, but it wasn't everybody. That's a really Harbor Town is such a cool course. That's like one of my favorite events of the year. Um, is that still the week after the Masters? Yep. Wow. 
Yeah, so they go, yeah. They're because then Austin next week is the last time it's there for match play. They won't go back to Austin Country Club. Um then they have, yeah, they do the two Texas tournaments, Valero, which shouldn't be, I don't think that's elevated. Yeah, it's not elevated. I'll be there. Um, then we have Masters. Yeah, then it picks up again. It's, I mean, RBC, you got kind of two non-elevated. You got the uh, Zurich, which is the partner one, yeah. um, which is a cool, which I think they should make something like that elevated, which I think a lot of the bigger guys kind of played it anyway, but then you have like, Wells Fargo, PJ Champ, Memorial. Um, so yeah, it's I mean it's crazy that it's already almost the end of March. Mm-hmm. I mean it's crazy the Masters is a couple weeks away. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting with all the live guys coming back. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's a good time to be in it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, at all those stops, which one are you looking forward to the most? I went to RBC last year, so it's 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 weird going back to a place now for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, Bay Hill was awesome. I I enjoyed that place way more than I thought I would. Um, that course is awesome. That front nine is so cool. With like six right about six is one of the coolest holes I've ever seen. It's how it like wraps around. I mean, looking and we were talking how Bryson took that line on that hole. Like it's just unbelievable. Um, no, yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm excited for Quail Hollow. I've heard really good things about that place. Um, Charlotte kind of being close to, I'm mm-hmm. super excited for us open though. Majors are always fun and going out West for majors fun. LA, LACC is supposedly a pretty cool course. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, they are, they're all fun. It'll be interesting this week if it'd be in a regular event. Yeah. I got to see, I got to check with Madison um, and see if we're going to head down to Quill Hollow and I could probably go on Sunday, but uh, if, we're, if we're there, hopefully we'll see you. Yeah, if you're there, let me know. I should. I know. Uh, I have some family that's gonna come down that week, so I can get. It, but I mean, I can usually get like as many passes. Of is that because they're just gonna come Sunday? I think that's Mother's Day. I think is that it? Sunday is Mother's Day, so they actually, we we definitely won't be there. So I can get that <laughs> <other way. laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's is it? I think it is. I think we've already had this this discussion, um, not on the podcast, but just kind of in our in our group. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's. Yeah, it's nuts. It's I mean, it's it's full go. I mean, but yeah, it's cool. We're uh, yeah, I'm getting a TV a lot now, so I'm usually doing the streams for like the marquee groups on ESPN Plus. I'll be I'm like sitting in the chair doing the traces for that. So like mm-hmm. the at API, I had like ROMs group every day. Um, so like those, especially Thursday and Friday when it's on ESPN Plus for majority of the day, and the networks don't get much time. I'm in the chair for usually like four or six hours. Yeah, I want to talk about that real quick. So the Players' Championship was the first event of the year, I believe, where they had every group on Thursday. Every shot like, live. Every shot. Yeah, so the, the players, so basically they just have like lock-off cameras on every hole. So essentially they can just plug in the whatever, yeah. whatever tee box. Um, and then they just have, with that being the tours, baby, they make sure like all hands are on deck that week. Like they want as many tracers, as many everything as they can get that week. Cause that's that's their their holy holy grail. Um, which is cool. It's cool for one week to be able to kind of see whoever you want to see. Um, which I know it's we don't have anything to do with it, but I know like the NBC broadcast hasn't been as great. I don't see it as much when I'm on the road because I'm just not paying attention to what's on TV. Yeah. But being at home, it just seems like it's a lot of commercial time, like play through, which is kind of dumb, but yeah. That's way above me. So it's a, I'll, I stay out of those conversations. Yeah, I know Mike isn't here either, but he he hates the playing through. He'd rather yeah, just have just, him send it to commercial. Yeah, it's I mean it's cool like peak in, but it's like yeah, I mean, especially when you get to like the last hour and a half, they need to figure out a way to like they should never go to commercial break on a Sunday with the back nine. Like yeah. you just firing off as many shots as possible. So yeah, that's yeah it's the tour and all the media, the TV, it's that whole, like the TV and the media and all that stuff works a whole, like another animal that I've slowly started to not realize, but just see, um, it's crazy how, I mean, it's a, it's a moving circus, how quickly those things get packed up and sent away. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. So Tiger at Genesis, 
uh, had a great, had a, had a good Thursday, not so great Friday, really good Saturday, and not a, not a great Sunday. Any any sort of interactions, funny tiger stories from that week? Uh, I was finishing setting up the back nine. He was teeing off at three on Sunday. He was like tired. Yeah, he looked very sluggish. His, like, I think he, I have a video of it. He just like hit hit it instantly, just like laid his club right because he just did not hit it straight at all. Mm. Um, yeah, it's yeah, he. You can't get around him at a golf course. Like it's just so packed when he's there, and that place is very tight to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, yeah. I don't think I ever really honestly got near him that week other than like that time. Just because it's like, yeah, I don't want to be near him with all that big crowd. Yeah. It's it's so many people, but yeah, it's yeah, we're always having interactions with guys now that we're uh it's basically like usually we only like usually we all of our stuff set up on Wednesday. We just test it on Wednesday to make sure it's ready for the week. But now the tour wants us to have everything basically up and running on the tees by Tuesday. So essentially Instead of players carrying around their track man or whatever, there'll be like a QR code where they scan it for that hole and they all have their track man accounts anyway. They'll hit it and they'll have it in there and it'll instantly get all their T data. Yeah. So like we did it at API with Fitzpatrick and he loved it. He was like, this is all like the fact that they're able to see that on Tuesdays now, Wednesdays and not have to worry about slugging up the whole thing around. A GC, well, yeah, you know, like you or whatever they are. Yeah, I don't want to bring up any competition, but yeah, well, you guys were losing out. Guys that are carrying those around when they're on the range, they're using our TM4s, right? Because they're just those are more they're more accurate, but they're not as easy to get around and set up. Yeah, yeah. which is is what it is. But it's yeah, it's. I mean, at the end of the day, the, I think ninety six of the top one hundred in the world have a TM4 or something like that. It's, I mean, everybody, all the golfers are walking around carrying around the TrackMan yeah. cases. Yeah. We saw, I can't remember who it was. I was on a flight with somebody and he just had it like sitting in the flat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've heard people just, you know, in the airport, just carrying around a track, man. Yeah, it's, it's the, crazy. the amount of people when I'm like tearing stuff down or taking stuff up, they're like, oh, can I have that track, man? Like, no. <laughs> well, it's like the big ones that you see on TV behind the tees. Those are like strictly for like tour purposes. Like, mm -hmm. you can't take one of those and like, you need to be an engineer or however they, that's way above me as well. They just tell me what to do and I do it. Um, yeah, like you couldn't use those things outside of an event. You have to have like power, internet that goes to it. That's the thing. People don't like people don't realize all the stuff that goes into like putting these things together on TV and how quickly it all gets put together yeah. and then taken down like instantly. Like I mean, we're on plays like at API. I mean, we were two holes behind them tearing down the whole day. So like when Kitty Amatid off of two, we we're tearing down stuff on one. Mm-hmm. It was like we got to pack this stop because it got it has to get to the next stop, right? And everybody's got to get out of here and go to the next place. So it's yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see though. Well, I got one more question for you, John. I know it's uh, it's getting late over here on the East Coast. We're both on the East Coast, but uh, <laughs> how's the how's the golf game looking? Well, it's good until today. <laughs> I fired a couple. Almost like seven. I went mean, like seventy six, seventy nine. I walked a couple nine. Shot like thirty eight twice. And then today, I don't know if it was a jet lag or what it was. I shot 85. But it was, it was just like, I was either hitting a dead straight or it was nowhere near. Mm -hmm. It was either like on an arrow or it was 200 yards right. Yeah. Well, there's no in between. Hopefully, as it starts warming up when I'm home, I'm trying to get out at least once or twice a week. Like, I played around when I was at home a couple weeks ago. Played 18 holes by myself in like two hours and 10 minutes. Teed off at like 10 and I was home before 1230. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. I was I ran into one foursome, they let me pass. And like I was like, Yeah, this is nice. And I was like, I it'd be nice if I had somebody like one other person where I'm like, all right, can I quickly who's good that were like, all right, not wasting time. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. work. Twilight yeah. golf is right around the corner. So. Yeah. Now it's uh, nice that's seven thirty. Now it's getting daylight. So I think if we get done Wednesday, I think we're gonna try to sneak out and play a little scramble or something there you go so it's, awesome. yeah we, tr we try to play on the road when we can some places are tougher than others you don't know what we're going to get unexpected problems at work but if things go smoothly and we have a full afternoon everybody's like i want to find a course to go play. it's better than sitting around in a hotel room all evening so yeah
Well, thank you, John. I appreciate uh, you coming on and, and giving us your time. Pop in Good every luck. couple months. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. Love the insight. Love to hear what's going on out there on tour. Um, good luck this week at the Valera. Nope. Hang Valspar. on. Valspar. Yeah. I'll be at mm -hmm. Valera in a couple weeks. I'll see uh, first T alumni, uh, Ben. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm going to fly in Monday to Austin. He's going to pick me up. We're going to golf. Um, I got a passage for the weekend. Awesome. He's going to come cool. out. Yeah. So I think it's like an hour drive from San Antonio to Austin. That's so he's going to come down. Um, uh, yeah, we're gonna go out and play Monday. He took off work, so I was like, Oh, how about I just fly in Austin? You pick me up there, <laughs> and then yeah. so he's gonna pick me up. I think I gotta fly in pretty early, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool to catch up. We caught up in Houston last fall. He drove like two hours <laughs> to come get dinner. He just said it was like a work, uh, work meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a real friend right there. Yeah, I know. You got to see the company truck. No, it's yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. It's awesome. Careful, you so, might get him in trouble. Yeah, he's like, I don't <laughs> think he works for them anymore. I think he switched. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> practice <of> that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right, but, John, yeah, again, appreciate the time. Uh, yeah, as always, enjoy your week in Florida. I'll try my best. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, always great having John Reynolds on the show on, on the uh, PGA Tour seen every other week or back-to-back -back weeks um with that being said it's the end of the episode end of the show uh if you're not following us on the social media check us out tiktok instagram youtube twitter's kind of down right now not sure what to do thank you again for making it this far into the episode and we'll see you next week hopefully with mike and a healthy madison you'll have to tune in to find out